a lot of these people become people as you've done this a number of times there are people that you'll love to work with and you'll want to work with again and again and again and even if you know I'll go back to people you know two years later because I really enjoyed one shoot with them and I have a good shoot opportunity that I really want them to be involved in. Welcome to Blazon. This week I'm talking to Katie Eleanor, who is a photographic artist based in London. She specializes in creating hand-colored prints that play on the border of fantasy and reality, and has shot fashion stories for magazines such as Hunger and Notion. Hi Katie, thank you for taking the time to talk to us again. <laughs> thank you, thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. So uh, why don't you give us an introduction to uh, who you are and what you do? Of course. So my name is Katie Eleanor. Um, I'm a 26-year-old photographic artist and now, thanks to COVID, illustrator um, based in London. My practice revolves mainly around themes of, of storytelling and telling narrative images and making quite illustrative images that kind of go into the industries of fine art uh, as well as fashion. Perfect. So you mentioned uh, photography, but by looking at your website, by looking at some of uh, your stills, there are aspects of it which it seems you overlay photography with other techniques. Could you explain some of those aspects? So me kind of becoming a photographer I guess I started kind of working when I was about 15 or 16 and I kind of at that point it was because I was connecting with digital communities kind of online which you know as kind of a, a teenager was a thing that a lot of us do um, but there was something that I wasn't connecting with and my entire life I always have been in love with illustration and I kind of wanted to attack photography in a much more illustrative way I love the idea still am and it's my you know dream one day is to be able to illustrate books with photographs instead of drawings and I think this is where my kind of passion for being quite hands-on with my print comes from so I hand color all of my prints which is what gives them a kind of uh, more object-like feel than than simply a right. digital image and for me I think it's so important everything we look at these days most of the time is on a screen and I wanted to have something that still felt almost sacred in a way that was completely one of a kind that feeling that I get when I go into you know museums and, and galleries and I see things behind glass cases um, is so stimulating to my brain bring so much joy to me and I really wanted to to bring that element into my own work um so I discovered kind of using techniques like this you know when you know in my late teens when I was taking a photography class and my teacher she kind of saw who I was and what I wanted to do and she introduced me to the work of 19th century pictorialists such as Anne Brigman, Clarence H. White, Julia Margaret Cameron etc um and I kind of fell in love with using more traditional techniques, which then, as it goes on, has evolved into my hand colouring style. Because they are pretty cool. Uh, because the, the ones that I saw were really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it, it adds, you're absolutely right, it adds a, 
it adds a different dimension because like even though I'm looking at it digitally you can you can say that there are additional layers to what you're saying which you wouldn't see from a purely like when when I go out with with my camera and and I take a photo you know it's it's a it's a literal imprint of that moment in time but overlaying that is something quite unique and I hadn't actually seen before until I saw you so that was something that you know yeah I think it comes a lot from actually the fact that images to me or my my creating process it's very much a kind of you know it's a therapy to me it's a bridge between my brain and reality I'm a person that can be described as quite floaty um I find it very difficult to stay uh in reality for kind of too long um at a time so photography in a way is my kind of therapy for that and to kind of connect people to to my brain probably yeah a much more romanticized version of my brain but yeah so kind of in a way I I, I wanted to kind of rid elements of reality I love the fact that photography is based in reality but I wanted to find methods that then kind of disassociated it in a way whether you know that's you know having purple trees or 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 blue skin or then the creatures or or whoever I'm photographing themselves um and the characters but you know literally the colors are, are kind of definitely one way of doing that so how do you approach a particular uh a particular photo so i i guess taking a step back your photography do you do you work primarily creating your own collections or do you get commissions as well so i kind of made a a, a vow to myself a few years ago when i was doing a lot of commissions and i was I, i was i was hating it <laughs> to be honest and right. now i do shoot commissions and i i probably shoot about half commissions and half not but that my personal work comes first for me um and for me to kind of make that happen in terms of business is to be able to work with galleries rather than kind of work for clients and to kind of have then clients who approach me for commissions is because of my style and the way i approach things rather than just because i am a photographer and whether that means i have to work a day job for the rest of my life i doesn't bother me at all because photography for me it's it's my it's my outlet it's my purpose and i never this the stress of kind of depending on that it just isn't for me and i really really applaud people who who it kind of is um for so i kind of always have personal things on the go but at the same time yeah i do shoot commissions my main commissions are in fashion um fashion and music really um because these are two fields actually where i end up working with other creatives who come to me and commission me because they usually have a style or a thought sense which they think which goes really well together and also you know when kind of I'm approached by magazine editorial features and things like this these are things which i am allowed to have complete creative control over and that is why i will accept the commission is if a i think you know obviously that i will do it well and what they expect but be that I can let my my brain kind of really flourish on it and not feel too restrictive. 
Cool. So basically, if someone comes to you with a commission, uh, let's say it's fashion-based, it's an editorial for a magazine. Let's say it's seasonal. They want you to take, you know, this being autumn, they want you to take that into consideration as part of it. What what would be your process? So my process with, with clients, really of any kind, and I think it is hopefully for well, should be for most photographers, is definitely to just start bouncing back and forth visual references. Um, you know, make make mood boards however you want to, whether that's on Pinterest. I like to use, like, slideshows and just, like, put loads of stuff in. I mean, often I'll get, if it's a client, then there's usually a brief that will go with it. Like you said, it's autumn, but also they'll have their depiction of autumn, so it might be... It could be, you know, they'll kind of depict whether they want it, for instance, like studio or outside or or with a set or things like this. Um, often also, I think because of my style, people come to me a lot with kind of stories or characters that they're, they're really interested in, where they want to create, you know, oh, it's some kind of, of, of mythical being or, or it's a kind of a witch-like character or it's, you know, this group of things or it's based off a story that already kind of... Um, exists so but from that yeah visual visual references i'll go away and i'll start gathering things and kind of put myself into the brain that i need to be in for me 99 percent of my images that i reference or look at for inspiration are not photographs they're usually prints paintings kind of details of other works um a lot of illustration as well book pages um for instance like just my bedroom um that I'm sitting in now is covered in like 400 postcards from museums from all over the world and sometimes I just grab one of those um I just look at my wall and take take them kind of off a lot of kind of found photographs from from markets and things like this as well so yeah I think the kind of but also it kind of really depends on the style of photography you're into but yeah, for me, it's really important to not look at photography and kind of want to push um, those kinds of boundaries. And yes, generally, we'll we'll kind of I'll back and forth mood wards maybe three or four times before I feel like we've come to a to a kind of a middle ground with the client. Okay, perfect. So so you get the mood boards locked down, and uh, and once you've agreed the style, you've agreed uh, what you want the uh what the settings to be um on the particular day um so do you have a particular process of working with your subjects so the most important actually one thing i've got to say is obviously the most important thing in this kind of scenario is who you're working with and kind of after that initial kind of visual bounce back stage becomes in your your team kind of casting you know if it's a fashion shoot then you know your stylist most importantly your stylist your subject um you know and also kind of hair and makeup artists a lot of these people become people after you've done this a number of times there are people that you'll love to work with and you'll want to work with again and again and again and even if you know I'll go back to people you know two years later because I really enjoyed one shoot with them and I have a good shoot or opportunity that I really want them to be involved in. So beforehand, when it comes to, you know, I 
quite heavily like to produce my shoot days it really helps me deal with my pre-shoot anxiety which often makes me feel really sick so it depends on who you are as a person I know a lot of people can kind of roll with it a lot more but um on that day I need to know what's going on really so everyone would have you know everyone on set when they arrive knows what we are doing and and kind of what they're creating subject will usually go straight into hair and makeup well, I look over everything with the stylist and then we plan the shot list um, for the day. Being on set, just me and my subject is really, really important to me. And I like to have as few people there as possible because being in front of a camera, even if you're a professional model, can be quite an intimidating experience. And it's all about kind of working with that subject. And for me, my work is character based. So I like to sit down with them for, you know, 10 minutes at some point in the day when they're getting the makeup done, whatever, to talk about the, the character. And, you know, you I work with a mix of people. I work with some people who don't need, you know, who know me so well and love kind of what they do and kind of being amused for, for artists that they don't even need any directions. They're, they're actors. And I actually really love working with performance artists over kind of traditional models because because of this, because they're so incredible with their knowledge of of their body and the, and their face and their emotion and expression but you know I've learned through the years and it took me quite a while from being quite a nervous person to to really just just be willing to push your subjects for what you want like they don't know what they look like in that moment you do you know what's going to be the picture so within reason obviously but um but don't be afraid to kind of you're going for an emotion you're going for a story don't be afraid to in the loveliest way possible to push that person into making that happen they'll they'll thank you for it later oh amazing that sounds like quite an intense day (laughs) (laughs) but no it's really fun there's lots of biscuits and um it's usually really fun also i think the thing about me with that is that i i only shoot maybe five frames per look um i'm really strict with that it's really important to just so that you know once you're actually on set and it's ready to go it's like five to ten minutes tops getting a getting a shot and then they can go rest so it's nothing you know yeah it needs to be enjoyable for everyone because <laughs> otherwise they won't want to work with you again so it sounds like um it's been how do i say this there's a lot of complexity here you know so if even though it sounds quite simple from the way that you're saying it, it's because you're a professional and you, you know, you could do this without thinking much about it. But from the way that you've described this, it it come at, at least to a layperson like me, it comes across as really complex. So, if you were to go back, you know, or to someone starting out in the industry, what advice would you give to them? You know, so like, what would be the ideal way to start and start progressing to through your career to I won't say get to the point but progressing towards the point where you can actually talk in that way where you know what you want you know what character you want to be depicted in front of you so you can take that snap you know how you want you know the scene to look So I'm going to talk as if I'm talking to younger me because um, I remember being a person that was so incredibly 
passionate but had no um who wasn't very good at you know pushing it out there and how I kind of grew and I think the main thing if you're kind of at the beginning and you don't know just yet what style you want to look at I mean the first thing you should be doing always is 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 researching and looking and learning as an artist as a visual artist you know having your references or just not your references down but things that you enjoy and working out what are the things that you enjoy about images you're looking at can really help you but when it comes to creating just if you're really at the beginning and you have no idea what your style is what genre you want to go into honestly just shooting a lot is really beneficial for that I think shooting digitally shooting film shooting you know landscapes shooting on shoot you know through with like homemade filters um getting your friends in just taking headshots and, and portraits and things and that's you know I remember being a teenager and just and just doing that and just the practice of having things in front of your lens and seeing where your eye goes is is really important I think if you for instance you're like me and you like to shoot people and especially if you like to shoot people not necessarily in a photojournalistic way but also I think if you do um my main advice to myself is that you have to pretend to be utterly fearless when I used to shoot when and now even it's gotten better but the pre-shoot anxiety that I get keeps me up at night for weeks ahead of of any shoot. It can be like the smallest thing ever. It can be a shoot that only ends up lasting for an hour and a half and goes really well. But because I feel so determined to, to kind of create what I want to create. And also, you know, a lot of the times you're meeting people for the first time and you don't want them, you want them to enjoy kind of what you're doing. And you kind of really just have to pretend that what you're doing is the best thing ever. And it is the best thing ever, but they haven't seen that yet. So all those things you kind of, you know, you kind of end up questioning yourself a lot and you end up, you know, you'll end up working with people, you know, as soon as you start taking pictures and maybe you find a makeup artist in your local area that you really like or a designer in your local area that you really like or or just a, a subject an artist or someone you want to create with and that it can almost feel very intimidating to reach out to them but just for five minutes you know because you're probably thinking about it quite a lot just five minutes just pretend that you are much bigger than than you are and just you know send those messages turn up on shoot days and talk about your ideas so incredibly confidently because as soon as you've done it once and as soon as it's worked, it just slowly becomes easier. It takes years. Um, and I'm still terrified of, of messaging people and of, you know, getting people to actually come to my set when they realise that my studio is just in my living room and I don't really, you know, haven't really got everything worked out. But honestly, just for five minutes, just pretend that you are everything you want to be as an artist and I promise it will begin to get easier. And we see this time and time again, you know, people in the creative arts need a community around them. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not optional, you know, because it's one of those things. It's almost like in order to create, you know, you need 
at the very least you need someone else to view what you're creating so you need that one other person you know so it's it just community just keeps on keeps on coming up again and again and again and and and, and that is it's it sounds surprisingly important but you know it's really not you know because and and we've noticed that with like you know just just the average person with like covid before covid-19 people were like you know what i could stay in my house for like 2 months and I and i won't care <laughs> but after like 4 days people were like you know i need to get out of my house <laughs> you know mm-hmm. community is so important being around other people is absolutely and you know the internet is what an incredible thing because i often th- i do think like if it was you know if i was an artist in in the 19th century like i sometimes like to fantasize about like how much scarier it is that to get anywhere you have to physically turn up and annoy people until they work with you um you know there's a great thing about julia margaret cameron sending prints and letters to the vna like year after year after year when she was a nobody and getting rejected but just having the the kind of audacity just to like keep emailing one uh, emailing well, sending <laughs> letters to one of the kind of biggest museums in the world um but anyway what i mean is yeah the internet is an incredible thing you know if you're just starting out and you know nobody in your real life who is creative like you have those online communities you know you have instagram and just start reaching out to people stop po- just you know showing people you know what you can do and and honestly then some of those kind of people that i've met online either through work or through just mutual admiration of their work have become some of my best friends people that i actively travel to go see people that i actively work with on a regular basis don't underestimate them they will be the making of you 50% of your work is is you know finding finding your community finding your your audience um and yeah the internet is a beautiful thing for that absolutely uh, we find a lot of that as well and 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 that's probably one of the biggest things that we push whenever we talk to people whenever we work with people we said one of the most important things you are going to have to do is connect with people and start building your network so that is something that i i 100% agree with uh, so which actually brings us nicely onto this other thing that that i'd like to discuss is like resources so what are resources that have helped you out in doing your job and building you up so are, are there like a So you talked about like the internet and and having like on- online resources. Are there particular are, are there particular resources that you find useful? For me, honestly, the first resource I have probably ever had as most um photographers my age group was connecting with people on Flickr when we were all like 16. I met a lot of friends from from there which really helped me kind of kickstart my career other than that depending on what kind of photographer you want to be for me like working with I'm very lucky to work with a gallery now in terms of my prints and kind of marketing my work and that's you know I've been kind of doing that for the past like 4 years and that for me has has really changed the game of of the way I think of myself 
um, as an artist. So if you're you're a fine art photographer, and actually a lot of people also kind of sell their own prints, which you can also do online. But I think, yeah, for me, it's yeah, been working with kind of small gallerists uh, and curators actually um, has been really big to to kind of being a part of um, kind of group exhibitions and leading on to having my first solo exhibition earlier on this year. Also, in terms of inspiration, I think, you know, it sounds really because we're doing one right now, but podcasts in general, photography, podcasts, art world, podcasts. I think, you know, as an artist, you need to stay really aware of the entire scene um, around you. I think it really helps to, to constantly be learning about new people. So I think having on a, a kind of daily art podcast or reading a daily kind of art online magazine newspaper um i think really helps to work out a where the kind of industry and the business is headed and the problems that are in it right now that we should all be addressing um and b to kind of yeah connect with with more people we do a lot of kind of online networking but also you know when we hopefully can one day if you're in a place where you're able to do it, go out to events too. Go out to meet groups. Find photography meetups like near you. I met so many wonderful people through those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. You just have to kind of immerse yourself in the culture, I think. And any resource, digital or in person, that helps you do that is um, is beneficial. Amazing. Well, thank you very much. That's pretty much all of the questions I had and that, and, and, and that was amazing. There's a lot of stuff that I learned as well, Yay. which is always a good thing. That's nice. Never yeah. too old to learn. <laughs> so how can people connect with you on online? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a website? Um, and what I'll do is if you can mention those and I'll stick them in the show notes as well. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So my website is www.katieeleanor.com. Nice and simple. My Instagram is underscore Katie Eleanor. And my, I have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Katie Eleanor photography as well. They're probably the easiest ways uh, to get hold of me. Perfect. Thank you, Katie. This is, this was a really great session and hopefully we can get you back on someday. Yeah, this was great. I really enjoyed it. It's really nice to kind of, it's really humbling, a eh? And also kind of quite leveling to actually be taken out and have to like talk about your work and you think about it in a very different way than you do when you're just kind of constantly immersed in it. So this was a, a really nice session for me. Thank you. Thank you.